Hello, and welcome to the Wild Blue Podcast, perspectives on aviation lives, lifestyles, and business. Hello there, Wild Blue Podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in. This is Chris Kirk at Wild Blue Aircraft Sales, and uh, we've been on just a brief hiatus from podcasts and glad to be coming back with today's episode. And that is for those of you, especially who may be looking to work with or hire a broker or a buyer's agent rather to help you in the purchase of an airplane. So I'm going to call this, what exactly can an aircraft buyer's agent do for you anyway? Um, First though, Please subscribe if you haven't already. Please share the podcast if you're enjoying it. We're uh, excited about some upcoming uh, new um, episodes. We've got some guests planned. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what it entails to actually hire a broker and whether or not you should use one. Um, and then uh, also give an update on uh, on my Saratoga that we talked about as well. So uh, I'm sitting here enjoying a cup of coffee as I'm doing this in one of our fancy uh, schmancy new wild blue uh, hot cold travel mugs and for the first three of you that send an email to planes at flywildblue.com that's p-l-a-n-e-s at flywildblue.com we'll uh, box one of these up and ship it to you so you can enjoy it as well um, but in any case, well, let's get right to it. So what can a, uh, an aircraft buyer's agent do for you anyway? Well, you know, our tagline here is own a plane, live the dream. But the dream is really only possible if you go into owning an airplane with your eyes wide open and make no assumptions about anything. We get a lot of benefit ourselves from just educating people on the ownership process. And really, what it boils down to as much as anything is I don't want somebody calling us up a couple of years down the road and saying, hey, Chris, uh, why in the world did you get me into this airplane? So, um, you know, we try to really throw everything at you to, to let you know what it's going to be like owning an airplane, the good, the bad and the ugly, because, you know, it's it's not all um, rosy sunglasses owning an airplane. But those people that I've been around over the years that get the most out of owning one understand what they're getting into. And so as soon as somebody starts sugarcoating that process or sh- sugarcoating your ownership experience, I know that there's they're leaving out a whole lot. And so uh, that's kind of my goal here today is to help you understand and see exactly what it entails to, to own an airplane. And uh, in, the, in the case of this, what you should ever do before calling a buyer's agent. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what a buyer's agent does and then one who can and what, what one of them can do to help that dream from becoming uh, that nightmare, which is not what we want at all. Owning an airplane is a wonderful, uh, it's, it's a huge blessing. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things you can do with it. It certainly can help a business tremendously, but, um, you, again, you just got to go in it with your eyes wide open. So one of the first things that we're going to ask you to do, uh, before you ever pick up the phone is just do a little bit of soul searching and, you know, ask yourself, um, you know, what, have you considered as part of owning an airplane? Have you looked at all the responsibilities of owning an airplane? Uh, airplanes take up a lot of time. They certainly take up a fair amount of, uh, of money and, uh, you know, and they, they can present a lot of different things. So you need to be of the right mindset uh, to even own an airplane. If you're the type of person that 
wants to go out and, uh, you know, light the fires uh, or kick the tires, light the fires, as we say, and, and just expect that airplane to be working for you 100% of the time, 100% of weather situations, anything else, then airplane ownership, frankly, is just not for you. But um, a lot of responsibilities with it. The other question you should ask yourself is, do you have the financial wherewithal? And we can kind of run through some of those scenarios here a little bit as to what it will take to, uh, to responsibly own an airplane. Because yes, while you can go on the cheap, obviously it's going to impact your, um, your safety, uh, but it's also going to re uh, impact resaleability. So um, have you sat in one of these airplanes? You know, actually one of the first calls, uh, first questions that I ask, especially when somebody's looking at us uh, for a PA-46, that's a Piper M class airplane, is have you gotten in there and actually sat in it? Because depending on, on your physique, uh, that airplane may or may not be comfortable. It may or may not be the right airplane for you. So regardless of what you're thinking about, try to go out to the airport um, and, and try to find someone who has an airplane like yours that would be willing, or like you're looking for rather, that would be willing to let you sit in it and see how it feels. Um, one of the other soul searching things you need to consider is your mission. What is your mission? Is it a business mission? Are you hoping to haul six people, you know, cross country three times a week? Or is this more of a leisure type of activity? Do you want to be able to go out and do charitable missions with it? Do you want to fly angel flight? Uh, do you want to do like pilots and paws? Do you, um, do you want to do uh, challenge air missions? What is the, what is the mission that you're looking at doing here? Because some airplanes, depending on the physical limitations of your passengers, they may not be the, the right airplane for you. For example, an airplane where you have to or your passenger has to climb up over a wing and then maybe even over the side rail, uh, that may be very, very uncomfortable or, or in some cases not even possible depending on their physical limitations, you know, if they have leg or hip issues especially. So, uh, you know, we have a, uh, my wife and I have a Piper Saratoga. One of the reasons we love that airplane and, and the A36 is another great example is you can open those barn doors on the side and somebody can really just kind of plop their rear end down in there and then rotate their legs around. And it's super easy for them to get in and out. And so we, we like doing angel flights with the airplane and it's perfect for that. So what's your mission? And then, of course, will you qualify for financing and insurance? So let's say that you are dead set on a specific airplane and that's what you're going to get. OK, fine. Uh, talk to your insurance agent and make sure you can qualify. I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to over the years that, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the PA-46. They, uh, they, they want to get into that airplane. They've got low time and, uh, you know, they have they'll talk to their, their uh, eyes are blue about, well, I know that I can get it. Yeah, I'm, I don't doubt that you can get it. The question is, is what is the rate going to be? We had a gentleman a couple of years ago that just, he was adamant about uh, getting one of these. And so we talked about it and it turned out because of his experience, his insurance premium, his first year was going to be uh, a little over $40,000 a year. And he had not anticipated that. Yeah, you can get insurance, but are you going to be able to afford it? And, and really, does it just make sense? So those are the soul searching things. Just kind of ask yourselves those questions before you ever pick up the phone and, and uh, start to talk to any buyer's agent, whether it's us or anyone else. So can a buyer's agent actually help you, though? And, and that's that's the question. It's a good question. Uh, I think I'm going to look at it from the reverse, though. And let's first examine why you shouldn't consider a buyer's agent. 
So again, kind of touching on what we talked about before, if you're in a hurry and you want to buy right now, don't don't go to a buyer's agent. Um, a good buyer's agent is going to want to take a little bit of time getting to know you, getting to know your mission, um, and then also trying to find a, a good airplane. A good buyer's agent is not going to want their name attached to an airplane that you bought in haste and that is likely going to present challenges down the road. Uh, if you haven't decided if you're really sure you want to buy or not, probably not the appropriate time to talk to a buyer's agent. And again, uh, what we had mentioned before is if you don't know whether or not you can get insurance, then um, you know don't don't call yet. Go ahead, and that's again that's the first question I ask is have you talked to an insurance agent? Let's make sure you can get past that hurdle. Uh, and save you some time before we, we go any further. If you're a really inexperienced pilot and want a really high-performance airplane, I wouldn't call a buyer's agent. If you call us and that's your case, we will we'll move you on or, or, or refer you somewhere else. I'm a big believer in safety. I've been flying my entire life, um, and, and one of the things that I know is that there's a lot that I don't know. And um, but one of the things that I do know is that inexperience and high performance airplanes don't mix. And so um, I don't want my name again attached to some accident report down the road because I encouraged a, um, you know, a less than qualified pilot to get into that kind of an airplane. Um, maybe on the flip side, though, you have tons of experience and time and, um, you know, maybe maybe you you just don't need to hire buyers agents. It's not right for all situations. And so that might be one of those. Uh, if you want a screaming deal, <laughs> screaming is in quotes. I used to hear that more often than not than, than we do now. But, you know, somebody's looking for I'm looking for a screaming deal. Well, I, I'm going to shatter the news to you, at least in today's contemporary market. Uh, there really aren't any screaming deals. And if there are, there's a reason. And usually it's because of some kind of history with that airplane. So, you know, in general aviation, you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later. So uh, I'm a big advocate of let's find a good, solid airplane now that's gonna not going to present too many surprises down the road. There's always going to be something that, that pops up. But you can mitigate a lot of that by doing your homework and your due diligence on the front end. So if you're looking for that screaming deal, go out and get it on your own uh, and don't don't involve a buyer's agent. But you won't be happy. They won't be happy. And most of the time, they probably wouldn't take you on anyway. So who are the people that typically do benefit from a buyer's agent, though? So, you know, these are the kind of clients that we work with. Um, a lot of times they've been out of general aviation for a while. Oftentimes they've been multiple airplane owners, uh, you know, business, family, health, whatever got in the way. They hadn't flown for a number of years. They want to get back into it. And, you know, they just they understand that they haven't been keeping up with all the changes and the market and so forth. And they want somebody to help uh, guide them along. Uh, they want to have that second opinion. Uh, sometimes and, and make sure that they're not getting burned. Sometimes it's just somebody that is busy running a business or a practice or or something along those lines, uh, busy family life. And, and you know, they they don't want to get mired down into the details of actually uh, hunting for the right airplane, asking the questions and and all of the steps that it takes to, you know, to successfully get from point A to point B here. Uh, a lot of the folks that hire us have tried doing it on their own, and then they have gotten super frustrated because they were calling on airplanes that were sold um, 
sometimes the the seller never calls them back. I'm like, if you're going to place an ad, you might as well, you know, return a guy's phone call, but they don't. It's, I hear that all the time. I even hear that about other brokers, which I've never quite figured that out yet either. Um, you know, maybe they're just, they're maybe they're a little bit cagey on the phone with them, not answering questions, you know, uh, and sometimes a seller uh, who is mentally done with an airplane, you know, they're ready to move on. They don't want to talk about it. They just want it sold. Um, and so uh, that can be a little bit frustrating as well. Uh, maybe you're getting conflicting information from multiple sources. You know, I am not at all a fan of a lot of the um, the Internet forums, uh, owner forums. Um, and the reason I'm not is a lot of a lot of times there's so much posturing going on on there and people are wanting to be seen as knowledgeable or being an expert that the, the level of um, advice that goes out is just it's not very good. So I think we even did a podcast about this before, about finding somebody you can trust, kind of a mentor to guide you through the process. But if you're getting a lot of that conflicting information, you're seeing tons of different uh, you know avenues and people are saying, well, you should do this, or you should do that. And, uh, and it just gets to be a little bit burdensome trying to weed through all that, then, then you might be a a, a good candidate for a buyer's agent. And if you're the kind of person that is not comfortable asking questions, and I mean lots and lots of questions, and some of them are probing, some of them are uncomfortable, then you might want to consider hiring a buyer's agent because you really need to get down into the nitty gritty of an airplane and find out what um, what it, what it really is and not being afraid to ask those questions. And then sometimes, you know, um, you'll ask a question and something will pique uh, your interest a little bit, but you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to ask that because it seems like I'm just being kind of rude. Uh, but if it pertains to that airplane, you're not being rude. So you need to ask a lot of those questions. So if you're a you know, personality type that doesn't like doing that, uh, doesn't like digging into it, uh, maybe you feel like you're a little abrasive when you do it and you don't want to be that way. Uh, maybe a buyer's agent would be a, a good fit for you. So um, let me just walk you through, though. Let's let's say you've decided to do that. And, and again, we'd love to talk with you. I'd love to talk with you. But if, if uh, you know anybody else, just let me give you a kind of a, a lowdown on how we approach it. I know others do it a little bit differently. But, um, you know, the first thing that we're going to do is listen to you. Um, you know, listening is is paramount. And then the follow up to that is we're going to ask you a lot of questions and we want to make sure that you're comfortable with us and that we're comfortable with you. Um, we turn down a fair amount of business just because we don't feel like we're the right fit for um, for that buyer. Uh, I, I just don't want to shove that square peg through that round hole and, and then you're not happy and everybody's frustrated. So. You want to make sure that there's that fit on the front end. Once we get to that point, we're going to do a fair amount of time kind of discovering what your goals are, your budget, your attitudes, uh, and how those things align with different airplanes. And we'll also dig into the realities of owning a plane. And again, this is the eyes wide open portion. This is the part where you don't want to take anything for granted. Um, but we're going to look at expenses. You know, what does it take to to own and operate uh, an aircraft? So, you know, I've got a good sense on a lot of different airplanes, but I'm going to share with you just some numbers here. I think maybe on a previous podcast we've done this, but I'm going to share with you some numbers on our Saratoga just to give you an idea 
of what it takes. So this is an airplane that is worth uh, roughly $300,000 in today's market. It's a 1994 model. Uh, it's a very low time airplane that we were very fortunate to buy. Um, but all in, you know, it, it takes a considerable amount of money to, to maintain the airplane and to uh, just be able to operate it. So uh, hangar space where we are uh, in the central U.S. runs $400 a month. So you're, you're nearly $5,000 um, a year just on hangar. And then insurance uh, runs me about $4,200 a year. And I carry what's known as a million smooth. So um, uh, that's a little higher than some folks carry, but because we do angel flights and other things, um, you know, I carry at least a million smooth on our policy. And, and again, I'm a pretty high time guy. Um, and so, um, sometimes that, 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 uh, carries some weight in the insurance quotes, other times, not so much, but $4,200 a year is what we pay. So now we're all of a sudden up to roughly $9,000 a year without having even moved the airplane. Um, we have databases for the avionics. So those are probably going to run between $500 and maybe $1,500 a year, depending on what you have installed. Uh, again, haven't moved the airplane at all. Uh, you've got the database or the subscription probably for whether you use ForeFlight or Garmin Pilot, whatever your navigation um, uh, method is. And, uh, and then there is money that we set aside every month specifically for property taxes and for uh, the annual, for annual maintenance. And so, um, and that just, that's just money that is, just sits there and builds up in the account. And then when it gets spent, we spend it. And I actually just pay, our, pay myself that money every month just to make sure that it's there. So that's on the fixed side. Now, also on the fixed side, if you have a note, you owe money on the airplane, then you've got to calculate that in as well. Um, and then you look at the, uh, the variable side which is gonna include hourly operating costs. So I pay, uh, I'm kind of going off memory here, but I'm, I think I'm paying ourselves about $35 an hour on the engine and prop so that when they come up for overhaul, we've got money set aside for that. I pay, uh, I pay an hourly fee to ourselves. I think it's about $10 an hour for cleaning. I pay a $10 fee for an hour for um, things that are just, you know, you're going to go through like oil um, and, and that kind of stuff. And then I also pay on top of that an hourly maintenance fee. So in addition to the fixed uh, monthly fee for the annual, I set aside money for an hourly maintenance fee. Now all this, you know, and then by the time you throw in gas, uh, all this uh, said and done, you know, we're looking at roughly uh, $400 an hour operating cost on that airplane. That's assuming that I'm flying the airplane at, at around, um, <laughs> excuse me, at around a hundred hours per year. And so, um, you know, again, it's not a cheap endeavor. I, I'm a big believer in doing good, thorough maintenance. So I don't skimp on maintenance. Some people might think so. There's always, <laughs> there's always relativity involved there, but, but we spend a fair amount on maintenance. I think, uh, you know, my, my annuals have been averaging around 12 to 11 to $12,000 uh, a year, but it, take a little time to get some stuff done and maybe even upgrade a few things. So that's expenses. So um, so that's one of the things that we're going to share with people to make sure that their eyes, again, are wide open on that and that they understand that owning an airplane is not a cheap endeavor. 
We're also going to look at some of the limitations of owning an airplane, you know, weather limitations. So, you know, it's not something you're going to be able to go out and fly all the time. You're not going to be able to, for the most part, load all of the seats and fly long cross countries. Um, you might be able to fly long cross countries with one or two people. You might be able to load the seats and go a couple hundred miles, but you can't do both generally. Um, you need to understand the impact of downtime on the airplane. So, um, you know, our airplane has actually been down for almost uh, six months right now because we're having the engine taken off and having some upgrades doing off, doing, done to it, excuse me. And then because of supply chain issues and so forth, uh, you know, timelines are extended. So you have to understand that, you know, all the while I'm paying hangar rent, I'm paying insurance. You've got that downtime there that's uh, that's going to be uh you know, staring you in the face, probably when you want to use the airplane the most. Uh, you're going to have training. And so um, you have to be prepared for that. Depending on the airplane, you may be required to go through annual training on that airplane for your insurance. And then, uh, you know, and just your overall, your overall mindset. Um, you know, do I understand that I can't use this airplane 100% of the time? In other words, uh, not only for downtime, but, you know, maybe the mission just isn't right. You know, we encourage people to buy an airplane that will fit roughly 80% of your personal or of your, your personal or business use. The other 20% of the time, buy an airline ticket or drive. You know, there's some times where the trips are too short to make sense. There's other times when they're too long to make sense. So we're going to, we're going to look at those kind of things and, and try to get some discovery and then also just try to help you understand what you're getting into. Um, and then we're also going to talk about insurance agents and lenders. And, and that's really where that conversation initially is going to stop. Because if you haven't talked with any of those folks, there's no sense going a lot further. And we can always and we always do recommend uh, several different lenders that we like working with or insurance agents. But those are the people that are going to give you an idea of, hey, is this even possible? Um, you know, is it, does it make sense? Are you going to be able to do this? Um, and then once we start digging into an airplane, uh, we're, you know, we're going to try to figure this out. We're going to spend a lot of this time on discovery and, and figure out what might be the right airplane for you. We're going to kind of challenge your notions, maybe share some additional possibilities and options. Again, all the while asking a lot of questions so that you're happy with what you're going into. We're going to look then at on and off market opportunities. And this is once we, we have identified the make and the model that we're looking for. But we're gonna look at on and off market uh, opportunities and uh, we're gonna be able to weed out candidates pretty quickly. You know, we, I, I look at ads all the time and I see these airplanes and sometimes, um, sometimes I shake my head at them. Sometimes, you know, because they're, the ads are either inaccurate, they are misleading. Um, sometimes people don't honestly know what they have. And so, um, you know, we can weed those out. And then a, a fair number of times I'm seeing airplanes that I've either called about before or we've had experience with. And, and that could be, that could go either way. It's maybe an airplane we want to recommend to you. And, and maybe it's one we don't want to. Incidentally, if you're working with a buyer's agent, you should ask that agent whether or not they're going to try to push an airplane they have in their inventory onto you. Um, I'm very leery to do that. I tell clients that 
we're not even going to consider any of the planes that we have. We're going to look at something else. I, I don't want them to feel like we're playing both sides of the game here. You know, in real estate, there's a, what's known as a dual agency where a, an agent can represent both sides of the transaction. We don't do that. I, I just I have a hard time with that. Um, and so, you know, you're the buyer. Uh, we're the agent. We're going to represent you. Ask ask whoever you're working with if that's going to be the case. But, uh, you know, we'll weed out some airplanes that have red flags in the ads. We'll look at background reports. Um, you know, we'll talk to the, the broker or the owner, see what we can find out about the airplane. I, I'm never, never fail to be surprised at how little people know about their airplanes. And so it just involves a lot of talking and, and asking questions. But once we've identified that perfect candidate, um, you know, we're going to look at the purchase offer and, you know, how to formulate a, a good offer. Uh, we're going to work on contracts guide you through pre-purchase inspections, which involves also which shops to use and which shops to avoid, uh, some pre-delivery maintenance if that's needed, and preparation. You know, we had a client uh, earlier this year, uh, it wasn't this year, it was the end of last year, that, uh, you know, we had to go through the process of changing the end number on their airplane before it was delivered. So we had to go through, you know, work with the, uh, the maintenance facility on getting it scheduled for paint, and doing all the paperwork with the FAA, the title company, and then making sure that uh, that was all legit before he could go fly the airplane with the new end number. We'll work through that as well. And then we already talked about training a little bit. So, um, and then at the end, once we find the airplane and you you fly away with it and all it's said and done, um, you know, a good agent's going to be there for you to um, act as a sounding board uh, for advice later on down the road. Maybe you've got questions about a maintenance facility or what you've experienced with uh, certain things or um, you know, what kind of maintenance schedules you use or, you know, how do different upgrades, whether avionics or engines or things, how do they impact the value? You know, what's the market looking like? Is it time for me to think about selling or, uh, you know, any number of things. So, um, and then, you know, when we take on a buyer's agent client, it's kind of a lifelong thing. I, I love talking to them and hearing from them later on, and they just ask questions. And I like to know what's going on with their airplane, and, you know, and, and some of them, um, some of them will um, just go on and move on on their own. And they're, they're, they're perfectly happy with that. Others will, will, you know, continue the conversation for years to come. And so um, touching on cost. So what does a buyer's agent cost and how does that work? Well, one thing I want to dispel is that notion that buyer's agents or anybody in the in the airplane business for that matter works like a, a real estate agent. So in, in real estate there, you know, they there's commission sharing uh, between a buyer and a, a seller's agent. And typically in um, in aircraft sales, that does not occur. So most buyer's agents are going to charge you directly uh Sometimes it's a fixed rate, sometimes it's a percentage, um, and it just depends on what you know that that person has identified for them. And and a good buyer's agent will also will also limit the scope of what they will do time wise. Um, buyers tend to take up a fair amount of time, and so there needs to be a, a real clear definition. If I'm going to pay X number of dollars, exactly how much of your time am I getting? That's a good question to ask. Because it, it's not going to be limitless. Uh, they're going to be protective of their time because they're working with other clients as well. And they need to also understand and know that this thing is moving forward. So um, be prepared for, you know, the fact that it's not a it's not an open term 
on, on what you're going to get. But, uh, but, you know, ask those questions. There's not really a right way or a wrong way to do it. Uh, but just know that uh, if, if a buyer's agent says that, oh, we'll just get paid by the seller, that's probably not going to happen. In fact, if I have a client or a prospective client that comes to me and says, hey, uh, you know, I'll work with you, but you're going to have to get paid from, uh, from the seller, that's, we're done with the conversation. I'm not even going to go any further because most sellers don't do that. And, uh, and that also tells me that, you know, I could spend an inordinate amount of my time um, and then all of a sudden the guy walks away and, and I'm holding the bag after spending 30 or 40 hours of time uh, trying to find him an airplane. So, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a, it should be a level playing field. If, if you're into a level playing field, great. If not, it's pro this is probably not a situation that's going to work for you. So let me just give you some homework here. If you're thinking about a buyer's agent. That's great. Um, take that self-evaluation of your mindset. Okay. Am I going to be a good airplane owner? Am I going to understand the limitations, the cost, training? What is all required? Determine that budget and figure out if um, if that's something that you're going to to be able to do. So, you know, your first two years of ownership are probably going to be your most expensive as you fix things that had been deferred from the previous owner or you're just upgrading and improving things to make them the way you want them. The third thing on, on your homework here is go out and sit in a couple of these airplanes and make sure they fit. Make sure you like them. Take your spouse with you. If you've got a business partner, take them with you. If you've got people that are going to routinely fly with you, take them with you and see how see how they fit. Some airplanes, depending on how a person's built, they might be a little too short. Uh, you know, the ceiling where their heads rubbing up against the ceiling, or maybe they're broad shouldered and you know they're constantly fighting. Uh, you know, like you're the the poor guy in the middle seat on an airliner. So um, take your time to do that. Check with an insurance agent, um, and then uh, you know if you're not working with anyone, give us a call. I'd be happy to give you a couple of recommendations as well as for lenders. And so our number here is 888-773-4249. And uh, you, can be, you can find us at uh, flywildblue.com. We'd love to visit with you. And again, if you have any questions about this process or anything else uh, dealing with the buying or selling airplanes, uh, give us a call. It's, that's one of the joys that we have is just talking with and, and learning from people like you who... Uh, have lots of experience, maybe not in aviation, but in a lot of other areas. And, and I think there's just a tremendous amount of synergy when we can all learn from each other. And that's, that's kind of what gets me up in the morning and all this. So I'm Chris Kirk. It's Wild Blue Aircraft Sales. Please be sure to subscribe and share to our podcast. And if you're one of the first three that uh, hears this and uh, responds to uh, the, the planes at Fly Wild Blue, tell us that you, uh, you, you listen to the podcast Give us your uh, name and email and a, a physical address, and we will email one of these wild blue um, hot and cold uh, mugs out to you. Thank you again. And happy flying. Thanks for listening to the Wild Blue Podcast. Find us online at flywildblue.com. And don't forget to subscribe and share.